Yo, what's up? My name is Rob Wong, and these are some signs that you're dating the wrong fucking human being. A few months ago, I took on a new client as a referral from my past client. What rapidly became clear was that this human being wanted and needed to leave her marriage, but she was terrified because she was worried about the ramifications on herself and her kids. If I leave my partner, they're going to be really upset and malicious about it. Of course, in the beginning of a relationship, it can be really hard to spot whether or not this is going to be a dynamic that shows up later on. We're so flooded with happy chemicals, what we get to see is the best of the best of the best. This is the full potential of the relationship. If everything were to go right, this is how the relationship would be all the time. And unfortunately, that doesn't give us a sneak preview into the worst of the worst of the worst. Hey, when we get into a fight, how does this person react? So my job here today is to help you avoid this problem altogether by giving you all the signs and signals I can think of that would allow you to spot any kind of poisonous relationship dynamic. First things first, if you are in a relationship where your partner is physically violent with you or your kids or yelling and name calling, that is abuse. That is the legal definition of abuse. This is a behavior that would take years and years to shift. Physical violence and yelling is an outward sign that this person has a very distressed nervous system. They are literally in their fight response. They will treat other people antagonistically. The fight response is so large, it's so intense, that they are willing to target you you are now the enemy. And it can be very tempting to hold on because of the good times, because you remember the moments in your relationship where you felt safe, secure, and loved deeply. But I cannot say this strongly enough. Once the abuse begins, that genie is not going back in the bottle. And more importantly, it is not your responsibility to heal this human being. More often than not, they're going to take you down with them. Okay, moving forward. This one's a big one. If your partner always needs to be right. Always need to be right. Doesn't matter if they made a mistake, if they got something wrong. It's actually secretly your fault. They never apologize. And they're always really quick to blame other people, including you, for when things go wrong. Now, this is an annoying dynamic to be a part of, but a lot of people don't realize that it's actually dangerous to be around because this person is much less willing to take a look at themselves and be responsible for the crap that they bring into a relationship. And make no mistake, all of us bring crap into a relationship. It's never just one person. It's, it's all parties involved. But if I'm never willing to be wrong, that means that I'm not willing to take outside counseling. Therapy is not... An option. I can't get help from anyone. I can't get coaching. I can't read any goddamn books because that's also a way for me to be wrong. So if you see this in someone and you recognize, hey, this person has major problems admitting when they've made a mistake, that person is very unlikely to be able to meet you in the middle to grow towards you, or to catch themselves in behaviors that are poisoning the relationship. 
They're just not going to be willing to do that work because it hurts them too much. And this is not about letting them off the hook. Just because you understand it, just because you can hold it in your heart with compassion, does not mean that you need to put up with it or be around it or date it or marry it. The next big thing that you want to be on the lookout for is other words and their actions aligned. So some stuff that you want to be on the lookout for is if they promise you something, like they're going to take you out on a date, or there's this big romantic cruise, or maybe they want to go to Europe with you, and yeah, we should plan out a flight and go on vacation there. But then you get into a conflict, and they're like, yo, that shit is, that shit is off the table. The plan is off. The plan is off. Now we're enemies, right? That is an example of words not lining up with actions. They're quick to take back what they promised the minute that their switch is flipped. Now, the other way that this commonly shows up inside of a relationship is if they're constantly promising things and then forgetting to deliver. Or they deliver sloppily, right? They say they'll show up at five, but they actually show up at like eight. Or like, they <laughs> they don't get around to showing up at all. And then you have to call them and they're like, oh, I forgot. But they don't apologize for it, right? In each of these instances, you have words and actions not lining up. Now, this isn't necessarily the sign of a bad person. We all make mistakes. But the question is, are they communicating about their changes in plan or changes of heart? And can you trust them to fulfill on what they say they're going to do? Because if nothing else, your relationship is built on a series of agreements. Hey, we're going to show up tonight and have sex and have dinner and it's going to be an amazing time. Well, if they never show up, there's no fucking relationship. <laughs> now, of course, this is a trauma-based behavior. Like someone has a fear of committing to things or they're so overwhelmed with their lives that they don't have room to communicate with you. They just shut down. Or they're terrified of asking for what they want. There are many, many justifications for this, but the bottom line is you want to date someone based on how they are showing up right now, not based on how you believe they can show up in five years. The golden rule of dating success is that you date this person for who they are in the present. And you have to acknowledge that. Hey, if I continue dating this person, there is a very good chance that they're not going to change for the next two to five years. And that's if they decide they want to change and grow. They may never decide to do that. And am I okay with a relationship that's going to play out that way? Some of you are going to be okay with that. And there's no problem with that. And some of you are not going to be okay with that. And that's where you got to know to draw your line. That's when you need to have the strength to step away. One major thing that you want to learn to avoid is low self-awareness. This is kind of a murky one. It's sort of like a general concept, and it can be very hard to spot if you don't know what to look for. So let me list out a few of the things that you do want to be looking for. A lot of times low self-awareness shows up as gaslighting, where you are having a conversation with your partner, and then they get really upset, and you're like, hey, you look really upset. Is everything okay? And they're like, I'm fine. I'm not mad. You're upset. And you're like, no, I'm pretty sure you're upset. And I'm pretty sure I'd be able to ask like any objective passerby. Uh, like, and they'd be like, that other person is super cheesed off. 
in these instances, you know, sometimes it is gaslighting, but a lot of times it's the person not being aware of their unconscious responses. This happens a lot in men where they don't realize they have emotions, but they're like yelling, but they're like, I'm not bad. Very, very common. The problem with low self-awareness is that this person won't catch their unconscious behaviors and a lot of times it's our reactiveness it's how we show up when we're in conflict or when we think we're in danger or when we think someone is opposing us or rejecting us or making fun of us or belittling us or disrespecting us that's when our unconscious mind comes out to play and if we are not able to catch those responses and be aware of them then that usually involves getting into some nasty conversation with our partner right? That's when we act like a child and we get all petulant and throw a tantrum. If this person is not self-aware, then they're going to believe they're not doing any of those things. And it's crazy. It is crazy watching that happen. I've seen it happen in clients. I've seen myself do it. And it's the total denial of reality. And this is one of the biggest red flags of them all. If this person is not able to catch themselves even retroactively, it's really impressive if someone can catch it as it's happening in the moment. That's a, that's a green flag. But even afterwards, if you like wait a week and you talk with this person and they just get re-cheesed off again and they're not able to own their peace at all, they're not even able to have a conversation with you about this, that is a very strong sign that this person has low self-awareness. And so if you're able to accept this person as they are, then it's not a problem. But if you see that there's like four or five things that need to shift about this person before your relationship would really feel stable and safe and good for you and for them, then this is a sign that you need to get the fuck out. Which leads me to the next point. A strong, healthy relationship will leave you with more resources after you interact. You will feel better. You will feel more capable. You'll do better at work. You'll perform better at your job as a result of participating in a strong, safe relationship. And that doesn't just come out of nowhere. It's something that both parties need to build. It's like you have a shared bank account and both of you are contributing trust, compassion, and safety as often as you possibly can. No couple or no group is perfect at this. We're all going to be making withdrawals from time to time. The question is, what percentage of the time am I making withdrawals? Am I going into relationship debt as a result of participating in this thing? And one major sign that you might be going into debt is if you need to tiptoe around your partner all the time. It's like you're walking on eggshells. Everything that you do once they get triggered, is considered as an attack. You don't even know what to do around this human because they're so cheesed off and everything you do seems to be making it worse. If it is becoming your part-time or full-time job to avoid upsetting this human being, even when you're doing your best to be compassionate, even when you're doing your best to respect their wants, needs, and desires, even when you're coming from the intention of loving them more, they're taking that as a slight. These are all signs that your relationship is taking up more energy of yours than it is giving you back. I catch this in clients all the time, where they're normally high-performing human beings. 
They rock at their jobs. They're amazing at what they do. But then they get into one of these relationships and it destroys them. All of a sudden they're on probation, right? All of a sudden they're in trouble with their manager or their boss or the C-suite. Or maybe they are the C-suite. All of the people underneath them are suffering. Now, if this is you, if you recognize all of these signs or a good chunk of them, there's a very strong chance that you are actually... <laughs> Anxious attachment style. And what that means is that your nervous system feels like it's in danger when it feels like it's being rejected or someone is pulling away from you or like you've done something wrong and now your relationship is in jeopardy. Now, the crazy thing about this is that oftentimes anxious attachment styles are attracted to conflict avoidant attachment styles and conflict avoidant attachment styles make a point of withdrawing from the relationship when it feels like emotions are getting too intense. They'll pull away. They'll break up and then come back together. They'll break up and then come back together. And this dynamic is addictive to both parties involved. There's so many high emotions, the up, down, up, down, up, down of getting back together and we're gonna make it work and now we broke apart and it's terrible. It can be very, very, very hard to step away. A lot of times this feels like the highest highs that you've ever experienced in a relationship. You're so attracted to this person, you can't even stand it, right? You just want to have sex and be around them all the time. Except, <laughs> except when you disagree. Except when you run into that rocky patch and now it's the worst thing that you've ever fucking experienced. And in the beginning, it's more of the good times than the bad. But then over time, it becomes like 80 to 90% bad times. And you keep repeating. You keep coming back together and breaking up. Now, if you want to learn how to escape that dynamic, drop me a comment down in the polls or leave me a review or something. Let me know that you want to hear more about this subject so that I know to produce that in the next podcast. It's very possible to outgrow that cycle and put it out of its misery. When you learn the secret to overcoming it, you're actively attracted to different kinds of people. And that's one of the coolest things that I've ever seen in myself and in clients. So if you got something out of this episode, be sure to click the buttons. I don't, I don't know if there's a like button or not. Um, <laughs> full disclosure, I've, I've not gone onto Spotify or iTunes to look at like how you're allowed to interact with this podcast. But whatever you do to boost this thing up, I would appreciate. Thank you. Love you. Appreciate you. And I will catch you the next time around. Peace.